Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. Everybody, welcome into the Early Edge Belmont Stakes style. You know it doesn't matter the sport. It doesn't matter the day we're here. We grind and we grind for you. So let's bring in the stars of the show for the third and final leg of the Triple Crown, which, of course, we will not have a Triple Crown winner this year. Michelle, you. Hello once again, my dear. How are you? I'm good. How are you, Coach? I'm doing great. We're always busy, always grinding. Gene, are you ready for the third and final race, sir? Oh, can't can't you tell I'm ready, Coach? I got my Secretariat silk shirt on. You do. For you, it's so nice. I know. He won the he won the Belmont 49 years ago. So hopefully this will bring me good luck this weekend. I just like the fact that Michelle's helping you with your style, which all of us could use that. I think. I think. All right, let's get into it. Storylines that could affect the betting lines today, and it's New York City. New York City. Here I come for the Belmont, Gene. I'm starting with you. What do you got for us, big boy? Well, you know, what we're uh, looking at with the, uh, the Belmont odds, we need to look back at the Preakness. If you remember, because of the rich strike effect, uh, the odds for the Preakness, everybody was betting all of the long shots. And you got really good prices on the favorites. So what does that mean moving forward? If uh, the, uh, the rich strike effect takes effect again on Saturday, you might get better prices on the favorites, we the people, Mo Donegal, and of course now Rich Strike is one of the favorites. He's seven to two, so I'd keep an eye on that on Saturday. All right, very good, Gene. Thank you very much. Now, Michelle, the Preakness Stakes, the ratings were expectedly down because we didn't have a chance at a Triple Crown winner. However, coming back to the Belmont, now we have some more familiar names that are going to be racing, and maybe a new name or two. What do you have for us? Yeah, so first of all, we don't have the horses that ran 1-2 in the Preakness. So that's a little bit of a disappointment. Early voting not going to be coming back. And my boy Epicenter bypassing on this third leg. But I think a lot of people are going to tune in to watch the Kentucky Derby winner and see. Was it a fluke? Or is he really that good, right? Everybody wants to know. So we're going to be watching to see that. But I also love the fact that in this lineup, we've got a filly in here. Her name is Ness. She's going to break from post number three. Her trainer, Todd Pletcher, has already won the Belmont with a filly. In fact, it was the last female racehorse to do so. That was rags to riches back in 2007, I believe. Um, But... I love the fact that she's in here. She's really bred to go this distance, and I think it just makes it extra intriguing. Oh, I love that word intriguing because I love that June, early evening, New York City. I love this race, and I love this weekend. Now, I tax my handicappers. We never force anything here at the early edge, so we're not going to educate those of you that are new to horse betting. We've already done a bunch of videos for that. Go to Sportsline, become a member. You can figure it all out, but here – We expect you to know. So, Gene, I want to start with a little exacta, trifecta, super action. These are the bets that I love the most. Gene, you're up first. All right, Coach. I really regretted not boxing Epicenter and early voting the Preakness, so we're not going to make that mistake (laughs) uh, this time around in the Belmont Stakes. I got a number for you. 
Todd Pletcher has won the Belmont Stakes three times. The other six trainers combined have won it twice. So I am actually going to box Todd Pletcher's two horses, Nest and Mo Donegal. Mo Donegal is the Wood Memorial winner, and Nest is the Kentucky Oaks runner-up. I'll talk a little bit about Nest later, but Mo Donegal, uh, you know, he is bred to enjoy the distance. He's a late runner. If you remember in the Wood Memorial, he came from back of the pack to pass early voting, and now early voting ended up uh, coming back and winning the Preakness Stakes. I think that he uh, that he's going to relish the distance, and uh, it's going to be a Pletcher 1-2 on Saturday. Real quick, because I know a lot of people in the chat are wondering, how, how much of an advantage do you think it is to have a trainer that's had multiple winners at this particular race, Gene? A, a huge advantage. I mean, Pletcher knows how to get a horse ready up to this race. And actually, that's probably a great question for Michelle to answer because her husband is a trainer. But, uh, you know, when you've won this thing three times, I trust that you can do it again. Michelle, I'll, I'll pull, put that same question to you then. I mean, I think a lot of it has to do with the experience of not only the timing, but the way the race is generally run and the surface that the racetrack is run on. Pletcher has familiarity in all of those, and that really does give you an upper hand. Sometimes when you go into a race and it's your first time uh, training a horse for a mile and a half race or at Big Sandy, which is the nickname for Belmont, it can be really challenging because you have to maybe step outside your normal training regimen. Um, and with Pletcher already knowing how to do it, it's not even a, a think outside the box. It's just like, hey, this is the schedule we're going to move to that's what he's used to doing i love it i love it educate and entertain we tell you all the time come here to learn but also come here to have a good time so we heard gene's exact the box that he's not going to make the same mistake again but i'm looking at michelle's and it is tasty michelle you're up <laughs> I I am like having left out itis, so I'm gonna use like every horse I think has a shot in my exact box. So I'm gonna use the two Todd Fletchers like Gene, but I want to chuck in weed the people. And, and normally I would say I'm not entirely sure about him. He's a little lightly raced, for my opinion. Um, and even though he won the Peter Pan last time in brilliant fashion, it was on a sealed racetrack, so it's very speed favoring. But I'm going to use We the People for two reasons. First of all is because I think he's a lone speed scenario in the Belmont. He is the only horse that wants to be on the front end. And I think that is a very dangerous weapon to have in your arsenal. Um, and second of all is the way the Belmont is run historically. Horses that come from behind do not win as often as horses on the lead, which is maybe a little counterintuitive knowing this is a mile and a half race. You would think, oh, well, as the horses get tired, horses from behind that want to go the distance can, can come and finish. But it's really the closer to the pace, the better. So those two things led me to include We the People in there. Um, and I'm also going to include Rich Strike because he's been training well. And I don't want to look like a dum-dum if he ends up winning this race. And it's like, you know, you didn't watch him train at all before the Derby. No one watched him train. There's not a single workout I can find. There's not a workout report on him. So we didn't know if he was training as good or, or not. But since the Derby, we have watched him a lot. And I'll tell you, he looks like he has really flourished since coming to Belmont. So I don't know if his running style suits this race. But if he runs the way he's been working, I don't want to be sitting on the sidelines with three of the four in my, you know, in my exacta box. In the, in yeah. The going, oh, no, I did it again. It's so interesting when you see whether it's a player or a horse, take it from practice 
and take it into the game, so to speak. Mm-hmm. By the way, you just gave me about 10 nuggets that I didn't know. So the last thing anybody's going to think of when they look at you is a dum-dum. That's not going to happen. <laughs> That's not going to happen. All right, let's move on. Let's pivot to our long shots before we get to our winners. Our long shots, and I'm going to pivot back to you, Michelle. Who do you have for your long shot today? My long shot is Nest. When you take a look at the horses in here and you look at the prices, to me, she is the most logical horse that is above a five to one and that is playable. Um, you know, I do back Barber Road. If he won, I would cheer for him a lot, but I just don't know if he's fast enough to be quite frank with you. I know Nest is probably fast enough. So to me, the best value for your money would be on her at eight to one. Interesting that you would say that Barbara Road may not be fast enough. Gene, uh, your thoughts on that? Well, I feel like I'm stealing here because Michelle's loved Barbara Road this whole Triple Crown season. My long shot is Barbara Road, and uh, I love that he's getting Joel Rosario on him on Saturday. Jo- uh, Joel is uh, the best finisher among jockeys in the country. Barbara Road loves to finish. He always puts in his run. Um, you know, in the in the Kentucky Derby, he finished only a length behind Mo Donegal, and he was wider than Mo Donegal around the second turn. But he's going to be four times the price of Mo Donegal on Saturday. So I think the best long shot value is Barbara Road. Okay. I like that uh, description. But now as we pivot to our pick to win, the reason I like having Michelle with us now, I love just me and Eugene. But now we have different opinions. We have different perspectives. And your winner is actually Michelle's long shot. Talk to me. I love Nest. Uh, She is arguably the uh, best bred horse for this distance, the mile and a half distance of the Belmont. Her sire, Curlin, uh, was the uh, runner-up in 2007. And her grands, uh, her damn sire, AP Indy, won the Belmont 30 years ago. Uh, in the third fastest time behind only Secretariat and Easy Goer. I love her running style for this race. She's a grinder. Hopefully she doesn't have to come from too far back from behind the people and make up too much room. I think she's going to get the jump on her stable mate, Mo Donegal, and then uh, get past uh, uh, Nest or get past uh, We the People down the stretch. So, you know, at eight to one, she's a terrific value. And uh, and I'm going to take her as my pick for the Belmont Stakes. The fact that both of you have picked Nest, I already figured out what I'm going to do on Saturday night. So thank you both very much. We're going to leave the recap screen up for just a couple of minutes. Those of you at home watching live, take it all down. Take out your pen, paper, take out your pencils, because I'm not going to read it all to you. you got to take it for yourself. So <clears throat> 10 minutes or less, and I love it. There's only one thing left to do on this Belmont weekend By the way, if you're watching us live right now, coming up for Eastern time, early edge in five minutes or less. Storylines, best bets for game three of the NBA Finals tonight. But right here and right now, there's only one thing left to do, and I believe you all know for the second time what that is. You've got your marching orders. Let's take all of these Belmont Stakes tickets straight to the pay window. For my entire crew, I love them all. Michelle, you, Gene Menez, and of course the jeweler on the ones and the twos, always running the brand. I am the coach. There is no other place you need to be every day, 7, 365. And it doesn't matter the sport. We grind it, and we grind for you at the early edge. Good luck. (laughs) 